Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I got a really exciting show for you today. I have a guest with us who's been with us before, uh, but today he's gonna come back and announce something uh, that I think a lot of us watching this hope to do one day. So I won't steal his thunder, I'll let him share it with us, but uh, let's let's welcome Bobby Sharma to the show. How are you doing this morning, Bobby? Hey, good, good, good afternoon, uh, Mike. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for, you know, I always enjoy our little interactions, our, our little events. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, uh, first of all, I'm really proud of what you've done. And, you know, you inspired me. I read the book uh, and I'm like, all right, you know, this is, this is doable. Uh, so just like yourself, you know, I started acquiring some rental properties Actually, you did significantly better than I did, but uh, uh, but I did in, build enough to where uh, my overhead is relatively low. Low, you know, so I've got no no kids to put through college and all that. So my, the bar that I needed to hit was very reasonable. Um, so yeah, I, I I got the the passive income portion covered. So I got the rentals, I got some notes uh, that are performing. Uh, but mainly, you know, just, just the doors that we all talk about uh, started to work out for me. And, um, yeah, so I was able to, for three consecutive years, my passive income exceeded my W-2. So I, it, it wasn't just like one year that I, I you know, I, I thought maybe one year was just a, maybe a, a lucky a fluke. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so yeah, uh, so uh, uh, March 17th uh, of this year, I turned uh, 55. And on March 18th, I had decided that when I turn 55, I will uh, no longer work. So uh, March 18th, I uh, gave my, my management a heads up. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm done with the corporate life. Nice. Um, well, think about that, right? You're 55 years old. It's been a plan your whole time. You've been putting these, you know, bricks in place for a while. It had to feel good, right? It had to feel oh, good to good. turn in notice on, on the day after your 55. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and like I said, Mike, I mean, I, I, I was never one of those guys that hated their day job, you know, yeah. their, their, like, like you and I, you know, we, we live in Silicon Valley. We, we the companies here, most of them are, pretty uh kind to their employees right yes. they're pretty yeah. generous and they're kind uh and and flexible so i i never had any um any issues with any of my employers you know i i they, they were they've been very good to me so um so yeah it, it was bittersweet uh 
and you know, uh, I, I love my clients. I had a lot of great clients, so I had to say kind of goodbye to them as well. But, uh, <laughs> but not, the feeling now is it, it's starting to settle in, you know, what do I do on day one? And what do I do on Monday, you know, but, uh, but luckily, you know, there's, there's always stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Let's, let's paint the picture for folks because you know, now, they're now watching this going, wow, two guys left, left their day jobs, right? Yourself and myself. Uh, but let's, let's tell the story how this begins, right? Because for you, the journey started, if I remember right, after a, a particularly nasty divorce, right, where you basically were starting at zero. So yeah. let, let's paint that vision, how long ago it was and the decisions that you had to start with. You know, the, the, the start of the journey is often the hard part, right? The finish line wow. is celebrated, but the start is important. Right. Yeah, very, 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 very important to get started. And how do you get started? So, yeah, at 39, uh, what, I, I worked for a company. We went public. Uh, on paper, you know, I, I, I looked on each trade and it was, uh, you know, I was worth seven figures. And then uh, one day the ex-wife uh, decided that she deserved the money more than I did. And, and actually she, she was not a bad person. It's only when she went to the attorneys that things got complicated. I think between her and myself, we would have worked it out. But unfortunately, the attorneys got involved, and then it, then it was all uh, all over. So we're very sad the way the the legal system works. But anyway, at, at, at 39, I was done, and I went from living in a four bedroom, two bath house in Fremont in a very nice neighborhood uh, to renting a one bedroom apartment uh, in Milpitas uh, from a Filipino family and sharing the bathroom. <laughs> so. Um, so I, I, I was still paying the mortgage. I, I, the, the, the judge asked me to leave uh, the house. You know, there was, there was you know, they, once you file, they don't want you together. So I still had to pay the mortgage on the house and then I had to pay for an apartment. Uh, so by the time everything was said and done at 39, uh, all my IPO money that I had made um, for my startup, that was pretty much all wiped out. And I noticed that my net worth at that time was basically the same as what it was when I was 29. Oh, wow. okay. So, so, um, so I, I, I started to hustle, uh, you know, got some uh, consulting jobs part-time, but I always had a sense that real estate is where I could probably, it, it was something I enjoyed. And in, so in 2010, I went to the, uh, the courthouse in Oakland and I started picking up uh, properties at the courthouse because that's all I could afford. And I uh, met with a contractor and we, we started rehabbing those homes and, uh, and then in, uh, in the same year, uh, I went to, I also picked up a rental in San Jose, uh, which I still own. Uh, and slowly but surely, I started to see a little bit of positive cash flow coming from these rentals that I had. And then, and then it just kind of snowballed. And I went into Fresno, started buying in Fresno. Uh, went to Kansas City. I flew out uh, five plus years ago 
uh, on a weekend, I would jump down Southwest and flew out to Kansas City because I had very little money. So uh, I, I bought, at that time, I bought really, uh, I bought four homes uh, in Kansas City. They were, one was a duplex for $12,000. <laughs> <laughs> so so th those kind of deals I could afford. But I did, I did end up with two nice uh, homes uh, in a B neighborhood in Kansas City, which I still own today. And, uh, and then from that, you know, uh, just started to build a little bit of a portfolio uh, through my meetup, ran into some really good uh, people that were very knowledgeable in uh, things like seller financing and, and creating notes and all that. So, so a lot of my portfolio is now, uh, I would say 60 to 70% of it is in notes. And then, so, you know, uh, and then the rest is in just rental properties that I own myself or I own with my friends. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so that was the journey, but it was, it didn't happen overnight. It, you know, it was, uh, uh, it's now a nine year or 10 year active uh, investments. Yeah. I took some bruisings along the way. Um, sure. You know, we we all do, right? In real estate, yeah. um, uh, there there were uh, there were some that were kind of tricky, uh, but but my I I stuck with it. I just uh, I, I hung on, just like you did. You know, you hung on to your rental portfolios, and then sometimes you trim yeah. a few that you know you you don't want. So so I did a little bit of that, and I pruned and and so on. Uh, but for the past, like I said, for the past three years, uh, consist like if whether I, whether I uh, am following up with property management or not, uh, the checks come yep. almost every month. The checks just come, you know, and and a lot of them are now direct deposits. So I don't need to follow up. The only time I need to follow up is if they're more than five days late or so then you, you know, connect with them or connect with the property manager. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's, that's what happened. Um, Mike, uh, that's how I, sim very similar to you, but not at quite the scale as what you have achieved, but similar, you know, so well, it's, it's everybody's journey is different. Right. And again, right. It's, it's, it's important for people to hear this, right. You, you uh, were sitting on paper millions, right. Seven figures. Life events happen, right? Unfortunately, divorce is pretty common in the U.S., and, and lots of them are painful. You know, it'll reset you to zero. Both the husband or the wife, right? It, yep. It's both sides yes. of the equation yes. Yes. are bruised. Um, but then you got to go take care of yourself. So again, you sacrifice, right? You 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 rent a room with another family, and you realize, okay, well, I got to get on my horse. I'm I'm now 39, and I'm worth as much as I was at 29. That's not okay. That's um, not okay. Yeah. So let's get going. And then the real estate cycle was where it was. So you took action. You went out to Oakland, the courthouse steps. You did some work there. You network, you found partners. Then you said, you know what, let's go out of state, right? You went to Kansas city and, and obviously yep. now who've been in other markets, yep. but that's, that's what it takes, right? Real estate investing is a path yep. to leaving the job and we yep. have both proven it and we both proved it. You, know, you did it in a decade. I did it in 15 years, but people just need to believe it's possible. It's very possible. Uh, but you've got to start, right? Yeah. Going from zero to one is the hardest thing. Yeah, zero to one. That, yeah. first, that first passive income, that first rental, whether it's in your backyard or it's uh, 2,000 miles away, 
if you can master uh, the fears or the uncertainty of that first one, I think uh, it, it, you just then you sl slowly take the training wheels off, and and you just continue to build your portfolio, and you build whether the market is up or down. You know, uh, like a lot of people ask me, you know, what happens if the market uh, uh, pulls back? You know. I'm like, I'll buy more. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I want to buy more. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it, I get a lot of people and it's really the stock market mentality that they have that, oh, I'm going to wait for that one day, 20% haircut. Yeah. And real estate generally doesn't do that. Right? There was the 08 blip, but that was 20 or 50%, depending on where you were over a couple of years, right? It wasn't in an afternoon yeah. like you can be in stocks. Um, but I've lived through that and I guarantee you everybody out there that tells me they're going to buy when the market quote unquote crashes, they're lying to themselves yeah. because I lived through it. Nobody was around there. Everybody was scared, putting money in the bank. Nobody was doing anything. I was yeah. out there picking up diamonds and brick bars of gold that were laying in the street yeah. um, for anybody to see. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I've been in back, I've been active for every six months except two little windows of time. One right after Bear Stearns collapsed yep, yep. because I was frightened. I was like, oh my God, right? Wall yep. Street firms are going out of business. What yeah, the heck? Yeah, very scary. And then at the bottom, when one day out of nowhere, the hedge funds came in and bought everything sight unseen, I'm like, oh, that's different. Yeah. Other than those two little windows, I've bought property with every, every three to four months I'm, I'm buying something because I'm right. not smart enough to time the market. Sure, sure. And you know, Mike, you, your book talks about how, you know, you, like, you, you just buy and, and you, of course you buy making sure the numbers make yep. sense, mm -hmm. right? You don't buy something that, you know, is ridiculously low cap rates or in a very risky area. But as long as you can cash flow a little bit and you have some buffer, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you, you continue to, you, you have to continue to buy uh, and you know, and Mike, like you, like you said in your book, and in my experience as well, after a while you can get creative, you can add value, you can buy something that needs a little bit of work, um, you know. And, and if it means you have to jump on a plane and go to your property for five or seven or nine days and get the crew, so be it. You yeah. know, that's a small sacrifice. Mm -hmm. uh, but but you know. Like by reading your book, by hanging around, uh, you know, real estate investors and coming to the meetups, you will learn tricks. If, if you're not yet networking, uh, you really need to. You're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice by not getting educated. Uh, so once you get to know the secrets, then buying your 10th, your 15th, your you know, 20th home just becomes easier and easier. So... Yeah, okay. I would tell. Yeah, I would tell people that when when we are going from zero to one, conservatively finance the first one because you want you don't want any stress, right? You want that buffer as you talked about, and also you need to think in decades. This yeah. isn't a, even a year is not yeah. long enough, right? Yeah. You need to think in decades because you should you want to when you buy this, you should be thinking about holding it till it's free and clear. Now that may not happen, but you should think about it. Yep. Like that's, that's kind of the, the horizon I want people thinking yeah. about yeah. because it allows you to retire, right? It allows you to have mortgage pay down, inflation, rents go up. I mean, the rents aren't the same today as they were when you bought no. them, I'm sure. No. 
No, rents uh, generally, if you look at decade over decade, I don't know of any decade when you compare it decade over decade where the rents have gone down. Yeah, uh, doesn't happen. Not, not in California anyway. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And even in uh, most cities, it, it doesn't happen because in, you know, real estate is a, is a hedge against inflation. Yep. So just purely on that, you will stay ahead of inflation. Uh, but at the same time, you're paying down your debt. Uh, you've got some appreciation built in. So you factor in all that and some tax breaks. Yep. Uh, you factor all that in and it's, 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 a, it's a solid investment. You just got to do it the right way. And the way you do it the right way is you, you read, you listen to Mike's interviews of all the wonderful people that you've interviewed. Uh, you get nuggets of information from all of them and then you personalize that information and you say, okay, this is what applies to me. This is what I'm going to take away and I'm going to put it to work. Yeah. So uh, that, that's the, that's the most important uh, aspect. I, I, absolutely. Let's have some fun. I didn't even, I, I didn't even prep you with this question. It literally just jumped in my head. Um, let's go back to Bobby at 29, right? So I'm not sure if let's pretend like the marriage never happened. Let's just wipe it off. Whoop, didn't happen. Your Bobby's single at 29. What would you tell your 29-year-old self, knowing now that you retired at 55? I wish if I, had, if I could go back to that age, I would say I would have bought as much real estate as possible. Uh, I would have picked up another job or I would have picked up partners. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, to acquire as much real estate as possible. Um, so, you know, Mike, that's a great question. And I've, I've often pondered about that. And, and I just wish uh, I had done more and I wish I had done sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Because think about it, right? I just did the rough math. That was 1995, right? I just did the math. Um, that's pre.com. Right. I mean, you could have bought stuff relatively inexpensive in the Bay Area. Right. Yep. Um, if you would have owned 10 rentals, you know, in even Fremont yep. in 95, yep. you'd be you, you could be worth 20 million dollars now, depending on where they were. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the same thing I tell myself. Right. I, I often talk about losing my 20s. You know, just I made OK money, but freaking spent every penny. I'm like, God, if I was 20 again. And be like, you know, live below your means, sacrifice, yep. make some tough decisions and retire at yep. 35 instead of 45. Yep, yep. exactly. Man. Exactly. Stupid I was. Yeah. So um, how about this question? So you started going to the courthouse in Oakland, you bought a rental in San Jose, and then you went out of state. What, what compare and contrast investing in your backyard versus out of state, you know, thousands of miles away. What does that, what does that feel like now to your 29 year old self? You know, net net. Here's the funny thing, net net. If you look at, uh, you know, including cash flow and appreciation, both have done similarly, right? Uh, yes, we have great appreciation here, and uh, um, over time, you know, that really seems to um, kind of stick it in in our minds. But the cash flow is very small, right? Yes. Even when I when I started out in uh, in um, San Jose and in Oakland, the cash flow was really really tiny. But when I went to Kansas City, I bought a house for 
61, I put 20 into it, so 81. And even at that point, it was rented for 875. Yeah. And, and then I refinanced it. I pulled, I got it appraised at about 105. And I pulled all of my uh, investment out. Uh, and then I owned it free and clear and it cash flows really well. Um, so in hindsight, I could have built the portfolio in either place. Um, the advantage, the only advantage that you'd have to owning it in California, or, or let's say in our backyard in the Bay Area, would be that you can maybe property manage it yourself. That was the only advantage. Yeah. Um, but I have B properties in the Midwest and I've never stepped into them. I've never been inside any of them. Yeah. I've bought them sight unseen. I've trusted my boots on the ground. Um, uh, you know, I, I, we used to own a bunch in Huntsville. I still own in uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, Indianapolis. I haven't been to any of them. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, but the cash flow with the with the proper uh, methodology is similar. Yeah. No, I would, I would think, you know, my younger self, I, I would say go for the cash flow, which would probably mean out of state or at least out of area, right? Out of our, the our, our, our backyard, our Bay Area. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. Um, because you just can't move the needle here. No. Right. Even if you're lucky to have a big IPO or RSU grant or whatever. Okay, great. You got one rental, maybe two. Yeah. You're not going to retire it. on two. You know what? Maybe you could sell them and make a bunch of money, but that's taxable event. You know, there's that's not why you're in the game. You're in the game for passive. You want depreciation. You want the tax man to like you. So you need units. You need volume. And volume. then if you could, you can get enough eggs out there or, or or bets out there. Then the foundation rises or the tide rises. Sure. You win home run, oh, yeah. right? You get all these opportunity zones and all these other things in different areas. You know, you get uh, extra capital coming in and in you know, goosing an area up higher. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I should have looked out of state sooner, right? I, I've always been, I'm out of area for sure, right? Yeah. Two and a half hours away. Yeah. But, you know, I think this year, maybe next year, I'm going to sure. get on an airplane and go see some stuff because, yeah. you know, other markets, you can get a house for 80 grand that rents oh, for yeah. 900. Oh, yeah. You know, California oh, you just can. doesn't have that. Right. And, you know, there's a myth in the Californian, California investors that, uh, out-of-state properties don't appreciate and i can show you chart and <laughs> charts and charts of where even even places like dallas have shown appreciation yeah huntsville uh you know kansas city um every every market uh, almost every market has done what like you said with the the rising tide that lifts all the boats it, yeah. that's what's happened and uh, now we have a lot of data available online, you know, yeah. with, with what, what you can and cannot do. So, um, but yeah, no, there is appreciation. It's, it's not like the Bay Area, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, it, I, I, I tell people not even to count. I don't want appreciation in any calculation. That's what kills you. I mean, I saw, literally saw dozens of people between 2009 and 10 be worth $10 million go to bankrupt. It's because their whole life was built on appreciation. Yeah. And when a market cycle catches pneumonia, like we had in 08, people die. Yeah. 
and, be and, conservative. Yeah, they financially yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And you know, we, we we're in the ninth year of a real estate recovery, so yeah. I'm I'm a little bit extra cautious right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I like it. So, um, now let's. So, so you give your notice. I bet that felt really good. You had all the little parties and people taking you to lunch and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So it, it's actually just happened, right? So it's Saturday. It was Saturday. Yesterday. So it, it probably happened. still feels like a weekend. What do you think? Yeah, it, what do you it, think it, Monday it, is going to feel like? One day it's going to feel strange because, you know, I used to have to go into the city uh, three days a week to work out of, you know, financial district, uh, beautiful office and all. But uh, so, yeah, there'll be no there'll be no meetings. There'll be no emails from work. There'll be no emergencies to deal with uh, at work. Uh, so what I have done to help kind of transition into the sort of the semi-retired life or the retired life is, you know, because you and I, we, we still have real estate uh, yep. stuff going on, right? So I'm starting to pack my calendars, not, not saturated with meetings, but just kind of evenly, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, scheduled some, uh, some meetings so that, you know, there's something positive going on in, in, in life. So I don't uh, kind of drop off the, <laughs> the but, uh, but it's, and you know, um, so I've got that scheduled. I, I know I need to be going to the gym more often. So I've blocked out my mornings for the gym. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still going to wake up uh, as I used to. Uh, but instead of going to work, it's going to be about uh, going to the gym and maybe uh, picking up some meditation. And uh, in, in May, I'm going to travel for 24 days. I'm going to go uh, to, uh, to a, somewhere where I've never been before. Um, so I'm going to take 24 days and travel. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what's, uh, that's what's on tap. And then of course, um, you know, you're, you're going to be the keynote speaker at our event. Uh, so very proud to say we've got about 200 people registered. Nice. So, uh, so it's going to be a, a big event, uh, April 27th, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, what's, what's the title of that event again? Uh, retire with rentals. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, retire with rentals. That, that should, there should be 2,000 people going to that event. It's free yeah. in the San Francisco on the 27th. Is that right? 27th, Saturday morning. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's, uh, let's highlight not only myself, there's other people going to be there. Why don't you give them a little plug? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know, Mike, just like, to me, uh, the purchase and the sale of a house is probably the easiest component. Like buying a house now, I can do it in my sleep. Like I, as long as somebody sends me the numbers and the, uh, and the pictures, uh, I, can, I can buy a house without any issues. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what, what really matters is the property management, right? Yeah. The, you know, you're married to this house for the next... 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. So who's managing that? So, so your property management teams are very important. So I've got a company that's got some really innovative ideas and technologies around, um, around property management. They're experts at it. So they're going to be uh, speaking at this, at this event. And then, of course, I've got Tom Staub, who's my partner in uh, Better Turnkey. And he himself is a very young 
uh, kind of got, got the juice, you know, he got the juice about a year and a half ago. Yeah, he's not 55. He's not, 55, <laughs> but he, he's going to retire a lot uh, sooner than, than, than I will. But, uh, <laughs> um, but he's, he's also helping out with the content and, and so on. Plus we have uh, partners from out of state that are providing turnkey properties to our, to our investors. So they're, uh, they're flying in. Uh, one gentleman uh, has done 3,800 uh, rehabs in his, in his life, in his career. Um, he's got a big team, a nice family-run operation. Uh, so he's going to be speaking. So just, I mean, the, the, the quality of the presenters uh, is, is, is tremendous. And just if you can come and just hear him out and, and pick up the, the, the gems of information that you can relate to like i mean that and the networking uh is it's going to be amazing yeah the event's not a pitch fest it's absolutely yeah. honest attempt to help people we exactly. both believe in giving back it's why we connected on this topic in the title uh, my whole life now is about creating belief and confidence that yeah. yes you can retire on rentals yeah. um your, your financial future can certainly improve with rental properties. So that's yeah. really the message that I put out there every day. Uh, yeah. So I look forward to this. I'm really happy we got to do this interview the day after you left your, your job. <laughs> Thanks, Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank uh, you. And, and you've, been a, you've been a big inspiration for me. I read the book and, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, this is doable, right? I mean, absolutely. we've heard, you've heard, but you and, you and I have become friends. Yeah. And I, I could really totally relate to the book and what you had in the book. So uh, thank you for doing this service. You know, you're, you're, I'm, I'm glad you're out there. And we're thrilled, you know, to have you uh, a, like a real life practical person who's not selling anything, who's just purely facts yeah. and, and, and what you have been able to achieve in, in, your, in your young uh, career. Um, you know, so, so thrilled to have you, have you at the event. It's going to be a blast. Well, thank you very much for this. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. And again, congratulations on leaving your job. Thank Great. you, Mark. Thank yeah. you. All right. I'll see you soon. Yep.